Welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. The truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. A bell pepper is a very mild truth. A poblano is a truth that can irritate others. A jalapeno is spicy. A Thai chili has me judging you very hard. The Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed. Listen, laugh, and learn what happens. When the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn Jr. And we're here to bring the heat. Thank you again to joining us for another episode of Pick Truth. As always, I'm excited to be here and excited to be with my co-hosts. How has your uh, how's your week been? Um, so it's winter season, so uh, both my kids are back in basketball, and um, I'm so it, we're back in our annual tradition of uh, little league sports where the coaches have never coached before, have almost never played the sport before. And I somehow find a way, um, to end up having to be on the court to either assist or fully take over as a coach. Um, I I will admit this is not a tradition I look forward to, but I haven't missed it. I haven't missed it so far. It seems to always pop up. Um, (laughs) But it is what it is. I guess these are memories and moments I'll get to, you know, cherish. So I guess in that in that stance, it's not that bad. But, you know, how about yourself? I'm, I'm doing all right. I am gearing up for travel. I have to travel tomorrow. Um, people at my job are funny and crazy at the same time. Mm. And my kids are insane. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, uh, fighting here recently. Uh, it's mm. really recently. It's every day. Like they're fighting about something every day. It's, you know, he's always being mean to me. He's mean to me, you know, throwing pillows at each other. Today I saw my Otis graze his uh, brother with his foot. And it was intentional, but it was a graze. Like I saw it. And so I saw it and said, don't do that anymore to the, to my oldest child. My youngest child decides, you know what? I'm going out for that Oscar. Tears. It hurts so bad. All the crying. <sighs> You're going to be all right. You're going to survive. <laughs> You're, we have also uh, changed. We changed a lot of stuff recently. We changed the way that we do dinner. And so Mm. we moved dinner later. So dinner, uh, except for Thursday nights, dinner is going to be uh, a lot later. It's at 7, between 7, 7.30. So that the whole family can help us make dinner. Um, So today was a perfect example. Uh, I'm exhausted. My husband's exhausted. And I'm like, can we just order out? And and we're on a strict budget because uh, we have a plan and like now nah, we need to plus I can't cook tomorrow because I'm going to be out of town it's going to be hard for him to cook get all the boys whatever so like, alright let's go do this so we went upstairs we have like a new charting system for like cleanup it was like alright somebody needs to unload a dishwasher 
uh, my husband and I were getting the ingredients. Uh, somebody needs to load, clean the table off. Like everyone was doing their part. Then get some, who wants to help me make it? So we, we made meatloaf. So, you know, got all the ingredients together. And I mean, they were in there, like, you know, measuring stuff out, mixing stuff up, using, we have gloves, using the gloves to help, you know, mix the, the meatloaf up. And it took no time, which means I had enough time to go take a shower, wash my hair. All before, and then so when the meatloaf was in the oven, I had a whole hour to get life together, like to do all the stuff that I need to do because I'm running behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after it was all said and done, it, like it took us no time to get it done. I could get my hair done all before recording, and it was beautiful. Like it was, it was great. Um, and it, I know in the beginning, it's it's a lot harder to in the beginning because we got to teach them this is how you put the dishes away this is how you load the dishwasher because they do it on occasions but now this is what they have to do every day and even with the food prep mm. like this is how you measure this is a you a liquid measuring cup and a dry measuring cup are different you do not put them in the same i know it y'all i know it so i'm teaching my kids but this is how mm. you cut so like they know how to chop onion they've chopped onions they have chopped yeah like we with, with the with the full-size knives like we, uh, we start, yeah with the with the knife like we start where they start like when they're kids like with the plastic and then butter and now we're at a point of okay let's get the actual a knife from the knife block and here's how you hold it you wash your hand you know watch how you hold your your knuckles like we one step at a time we go slow it's painstaking to be honest like it's such a slow process. Like you're teaching a kid how to cut an onion and then the eye, the onions are that burning their eyes. So they got to act crazy and then come back to it. But I know in about two years, chop up that onion, peel some potatoes, put that, uh, da, 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 uh, out, like, yep. and call it a day. Right so anyway, that was a lot. Y'all I'm, I'm, um, I'm a, I've, I've imbibed. My eyes have shown it all. I don't know what to expect. I'm gonna be slow as shit of this episode. <laughs> but I'm just saying, fill in the blank from there. Mm. Mm. But if you're ready, we could jump into our very first confession. Yeah, let's get it. This confession is I hate my neighbor's six year old son. He's rude, violent disgusting, too wild, doesn't listen to anyone, and it's also one ugly-looking little troll. You don't went too far. You ain't right. You don't call a six-year-old ugly. He's pushed my son, shot my dog with a Nerf gun, and made the dog cry, Um, showed my five-year-old daughter his tail, his butt, and is just generally the worst little bastard on earth. For no reason, he told my daughter that he was, she was not invited to his birthday party. Not that she wanted to go. He was just being his usual shit self. She told me this and then said, Daddy, sometimes I don't like name of the demon shit. Um, angry, I told her that I don't like him at all. I told her that he's a horrible child who no one likes. The little shit used to really look up to me. I was once nice to him before I realized he was a piece of shit. So next time he tries being a little shit to her, she tells him what I said, and this made him cry. I'm sure he told his parents, and now there's definitely an awkward vibe between us all. 
The thing is, I'm glad she told him. I'm glad he's really upset. I only wish I could have seen him cry. Damn. I think next uh, next I'll tell him there's no Santa. Though no, I, I says, I think I'll tell him there's no Santa the next time I see him. Man, look. Let me start off by saying we've all met kids who, for one reason or another, have had certain energies. Is what I'm going to choose to say. Um, whether that be um, some of their actions um, don't remind you of a child of their age, of their respective age, um, things they say definitely don't remind you of their respective age, things like that. However, however, I, I don't know an adult who hasn't at some point, at least I don't believe I do, thought that some kid they've met was like, man, that kid is bad as hell. But there's a difference between thinking it and saying it. There's also a difference between thinking it and saying it to a fellow adult who knows the kid or knows the kid's parents and telling it to your daughter and basically giving her this information. Um, being that he told his daughter and then that information got passed on, it, it makes it spicier for me. Um, I'm not saying that he may not be valid in some of his stance on the kid not being the best behaved, but the energy he's given to it, it's like this kid has just, it's like Dennis the Menace on steroids or something like. It's a whole nother to say it out loud, mostly because you told your daughter who was also a child. I'm not saying that this kid isn't what you're saying they are to some extent, but as an adult, there's supposed to be some type of, I guess the word would be maturity or responsibility we're supposed to hold in how we communicate things to children. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's some level of our understanding versus a kid's understanding that we have to communicate it differently. Now, if you're speaking to your spouse, speaking to your brother, speaking to your mom, speaking to someone you're close with that's another adult, it's a totally different conversation. You can be like, man, that kid's bad as hell. He's a little badass, da 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 so forth, so forth. All good. But when you're speaking to a kid, you got to remember, kids' filters are not as progressed as an adult. There's a reason for that. Their, their filters are very thin, if existent at all. Um, as we spoke on in the previous episode. So when you tell your kid certain things about another kid or you say certain things about people in general in front of your kids, those things will and can get out. There's no question. And so I'm not saying you're wrong for how you feel about the kid, but I, it's, it's, I'll admit it's spicier to me because you totally fed all this information to your daughter Warranted, I know you were like, this is how my daughter's going to get her get back. You know, I'm not just going to sit here and let this kid mess with my kid. So I'm just going to give her the information. But you, I feel like you knew she was going to tell it. Like you sent her in as like a spy, like, and, and she used that information to, you know, set something off. 
So for me, it's not the spiciest chili. I'm going to say it's a jalapeno for me. Um, I'm definitely giving you a side eye because you told your daughter and you told this kid and you put her in a precarious situation and left her with all that info. That's fair. First of all, I want to say that's a fair rating and I'm going to have to abstain from this rating. And here's why. Mm. I did that very thing. And I knew after it came out of my mouth, I was wrong and shouldn't have done it. Mm. So I I hope by the time people find this episode that we've been long past this, but I'm about to go in and I don't know, this could, this could be damaging. Oh, wow. So my child got into a fight <laughs> on the bus with a young gentleman in the neighborhood. It was a little tit for tat, but the, the the youngster in question that fought with my son has said mean things to my son. I'm like, let's find what will hurt this child the most. And that's what we say over and over again. I told him, you can't get in trouble with me if you said something else like that. What happens, happens. Mm. And I was like, don't nobody like him anyway. That's why we don't invite them to the parties anymore. And then I, after it came out of my mouth, I said, pretend like I didn't say that. But it's too late. Because I know my son. Mm. And I know what I did. And it wasn't intentional, but apparently maybe it was on a subconscious level. And that you are giving me a side eye, I think it's absolutely appropriate absolutely appropriate that you are giving me a side eye and judging because I know I'm wrong for what I said but I'm telling the truth because what the viewers that we hope this doesn't get back there was an entire conversation with the entire younger generation about the behavior of this child at one of our the only time they've ever had an opportunity to come over there was this huge conversation i don't care it was a huge conversation and it wasn't me who started the conversation it was the children the children had a quorum and here's the thing it was a quorum of children who didn't all know each other like these are different sects of children that all quarreled together and was like this one is a no mm, yeah they don't even know me like that they just know i throw a good party so as a result because because our children play so much together we will not reintroduce the opportunity because of that mm. child and that's the truth yeah. of it i see like and i know i know like really this could be funky guys like i could be in some trouble if people get offended like if they hear this and get offended but it's what yeah. happened it is what happened because you keep saying mean things and it's like you know separate ignore and but you know what i also this is my child that can't fight like, listen, child that can't fight. If you say something out of pocket and somebody who can fight punches you, you get punched. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's two sides to this thing. Because I'm quite sure my child is not nice. So let's be, let's also, I will be, I, I can't believe he gets invited to party sometimes. It's his mouth. It's his mm. mouth. 
it's his whole demeanor sensitive most sensitive human but it's whole demeanor so i'm not saying my child is is an angel my child is not an angel my child is i'm quite sure contributing to the delinquency of it because i see what they do with their brother so i'm going to say this is probably a 50 50 Mm -hmm. piece however when the children took a quorum six months ago Mm -hmm. and brought it to the adults like this this person is banished from your home what? Uh, yeah. It's funny because it's true. Y'all telling me who I can have in my crib. Okay. So anyway. It did happen. It, I was there. So yeah, is it a, I'll take that side eye. I did it. I was in the front yard. I was, I was mad. I wasn't even mad. It's just like my children are not street smart. Yeah, it was instinctual. It was instinctual. they're not street smart yeah and then like the thing is with the jokes see what you do is you say a joke so harsh they will never ever say a joke again against you again like that's you clear the room man i I, i'll tell you i can't i can't say it on here i tell i'll tell you what i told him to say and anthony had to intervene it was like no it was do not say that vicky you vicky you've gone too far it was that bad hold on okay so I, I have to. I'm, I'll text it to you. Okay. Because I was like, I got to text, text it to you right there. Please, you got to make sure bro's copying it because I, I have questions. Because you know he's going to have some added flavor to the conversation. Okay. I just sent Lamont the, what I wanted to, him to say. And Anthony, my husband, intervened and said no. <laughs> His face. Yeah, yeah, that's um Todd Chili. Yeah, yeah. It's a Todd Chili. But the yeah, thing nah. is, it's so benign. It is so bus- I, uh, Patreon. Yeah. Th- I will I yeah. will absolutely say it on Patreon. You this will have to be behind a paywall. The thing is, nothing is vulgar, nothing is inappropriate. No. It's everything, everything I mean it's a ki- kids. It, Every single one of those words could be used without it being oh, inappropriate. Okay. Like I could use every single one. Hey, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? With the context, you are with the lack of context. Absolutely, like absolutely. But if with context, it is pretty much just as vulgar as any bad word you could say. But the beauty is, it's not written that way. But it's so nasty. It is. It it's. Is. it's, it's yeah it's hurtful it is oh it's hurtful and it you know what it's not even hurtful at the age he's at it's like a it's like a, a time bomb like it don't really hit until it hits like oh that's but that the thing is see. Oh, wow. my my husband says he says uh you know everybody will know that's coming from an adult because a kid don't talk like that yeah. and uh, yeah. i was like well i think the other jokes came from an adult so teach your Mm. kids not to say mean things the mean things won't get said to your kids that's what i'm saying Mm. that's don't say Mm. nothing mean nothing mean will be said but really you're right that's one of those things that's damaging 
That's damaging. Yeah. What yeah, that's yeah, damaging. Yeah, yeah. It's long term damage because when he really understands one day what what was said, it's like you're mm-hmm. evil. You gonna do it to kids? Yeah, that's a tie chili. You can tie chili me on that one. Yeah. I didn't, but I didn't say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. We didn't. We didn't make. He, he, he. My youngest is not going to be doing that. He's not going to say that. Because I was like, listen, you tell him. He listen because he can't fight. He's that's why he, he's he. I couldn't tell it back because he can't fight. He got no because at, at, when that kid's in middle school, yeah, you gotta be able to throw hands if you're gonna say that. In, in middle school, when when yeah. a kid realizes what you really did and said, you he can't fight. He ain't fighting well enough yeah. for for me to. Yeah, he's gonna be on your ass. And yeah, I'm wrong as a yeah, parent. He's gonna, he's gonna want that. As a, yeah, I'm wrong. Like I, I, I'm Ty Chilean. You can you can uh, you can judge me. I'm abstaining from this vote, uh, and I recognize. Hey, I did the exact same thing, and this is this year, y'all. This is this year. Yeah. So, what's what's your confession? Oh yeah, and I'll I'll say what it is on Patreon. I, I'll absolutely uh, put it behind a, a firewall. Like if you want to know what I said. What my husband forbade me to have my coach my child to say to another child, and then I also say what what they said about my son, and then mine is still overreaction. But yeah, lightweight, like like nah nah, not even lightweight, like big weight, like like heavy, like it was. You know what? Nope. My first confession for today. It's titled, I haven't told my kids the reason my wife died. See what I'm saying? Like, okay. My wife died five months ago giving birth to our son. It absolutely nearly broke me. I'm still hanging on by a thread most days. I'm sorry. The absolutely nearly broke me. Threw me off. I'm sorry. Because one's a... Sorry. Sorry. Wordsmith word problem. I generally don't lie or sugarcoat things to the older kids besides things like Santa and the Tooth Fairy. They're 10, 6, and 2 now. But when I looked at their faces, when I was telling them that their mother wasn't here anymore, I couldn't tell them the truth. I didn't tell them that she died giving birth to their baby brother because I knew they resent him and I don't want that. I just told them that she had died. Maybe I would have told them if we could afford therapy, but I can't. Just another thing to fail these kids on. I'm writing this on my lunch break at work because I felt like the truth would suffocate me. In a few hours, I'll pick the kids up from school and daycare. Four kids who lost their mother, one who didn't even get to be hugged by her, and me, and we'll get takeout because I'm too tired to cook today, and they'll sit and watch SpongeBob and laugh, and I'll sit with the baby and think about how oblivious they are. Oh, Lord. Oh, sweet. Dang, we, we we took that heavy. That's uh, that's heavy. First and foremost, yeah, it is. I'm uh, my condolences, my absolute condolences. It does sound like you probably need to get some professional help. I don't know how you can afford it if it's not there. Check for services in your county, um, and in your city to see if there's something that. <clears throat> you may qualify for to try to get you some help because the burden of that is probably immense. I think that there's an age appropriate time to tell your children that level of detail. And I think it was probably for the best that you didn't tell them the specifics at 10 and six so that there wouldn't be a resentment. 
And I, I'm hoping you don't have resentment towards that child either. Um, this, it is a mild truth. Like, Hey, you didn't, t- you, you protected your children. And listen, this is from a woman who used to beat kids at board games intentionally. Like I ain't let you win. You got to beat me. Like, and so when people beat me as kids, like they really, you know, I don't soften up now. So I, I believe in telling kids the truth. I believe in telling kids age appropriate truth. I, I really hope you find some something in your city or your your county, like I said, to get you some help. It is absolutely a bell pepper, uh, and I'm just fuck. That just makes shit real sad. Like I, damn, I, fucking up my environment, yeah. messing up my environment. What's what, what's your opinion, Lamont? Um, I want to echo the condolences, of course. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's definitely a hard thing. Um, I actually remember, um, not to make it, not, not to get personal, but you know, I I don't, I don't mind sharing this. Um, before when my wife initially, um, when we found out she was pregnant, we had certain conversations about those type of topics in case something happened. And one of the initial things that I told her was I said, if I have to choose between you and this unborn child, just being flat out honest, I said, I'm picking you. I said, I I don't know how to face your parents and look them in the face and tell them that their daughter passed. I, I don't I don't know how to do that. I don't I don't know how to I I don't know how to sit in that moment and try to bury the mother of my child while trying to figure out how to raise my child and you know pure nothing but kudos and and prayers and and hopes for this father trying to handle this situation, not just in raising the kids, but as you said, um, hoping that he has no, um, you know, any, any resentment problems or issues. Yeah. Resentment in dealing with, with his new, their newborn. Um, and just hope that they're, they as a family are able to find a way. Hopefully his job may have something, like IEPs, you know, something, something that they may have that allows him to, you know, get some type of therapy, help the kids. Hopefully there's family there to support and just help them through such a traumatic time. And and I know that even my stance of saying that when my wife was pregnant, that, you know, that may not be everyone's stance, of course. I know, you know, even with her, you know, she told me she understood my my position, but she never fully says she agreed. So I'm not 100 percent sure if she maybe felt otherwise, um, which I which I can still understand if even as a mother, if you're saying you would you wouldn't want to be here without your child, because even with me saying that, I'll admit there's there's selfishness there because me initially saying that I didn't take into account how she may have felt in dealing with the situation of 
you know, wondering and questioning did, you know, almost survivor's remorse, if you will, and just dealing with that instance of having that experience. So it is, this is a very heavy topic, but as far as a confession, it, it is definitely a bell pepper. I think you are doing the right thing by not presenting this to the children, especially the two-year-old um, that you mentioned as well. But even the 10-year-old, and I believe the other was six, uh, it's just not its just not time. Um, and it, it, it's a process. I'm, I'm sure that the 10-year-old may understand more than you may think, but it's one of those things that telling them in that way, especially in such a sensitive moment, I don't know if it's necessarily the best thing and I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be in the situation. Um, and, but I do definitely just want to give my condolences and prayers to this family and to anyone who's ever been in this experience. Understood. I will say that when I was pregnant with, uh, my first kid and me and Anthony had had that conversation and it, it wasn't, he didn't ask me what I wanted. He was very unequivocal. If it's between you and the baby, I'm choosing you. I did not sign up. I he said uh, he signed up to spend the rest of his life with me. There, there was no discussion. That that's just what it is. Um, and so when I had my second kid. And I literally almost died. They had to rush me back into surgery the next day. Mm-hmm. It it was it was a very difficult time. That was the, that was the last time that I could be pregnant. That was the last time that I was allowed to carry because it was too close. Um, uh, and the recovery was so terrible. So yeah, like I I get it. It, but my husband has said the exact same thing, and it wasn't. And ask. I'm not asking you. I am telling. Because I think yeah. at first I probably try to rebuff. Like, but no, because you know the admirable thing is like no. But I, I'm gonna say now that I'm f- almost 45, not quite. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm gonna choose me, y'all. Like right now, I'm all about choosing me. I don't want no more kids right now. Cause like I, I got the. I just now got these fools unloading dishwasher and making meatloaf, and the meatloaf was the bomb tonight. So like, yeah. yo, they cracking eggs, they cutting onions, they they my I put my kids to work. They had to work. Uh I can't start over. I ain't got time for that. I ain't I ain't got time for that at all. Uh man, that's crazy. Thank goodness. I, I remember when you was talking about it. I remember when you was yeah. Because, well, it made sense six years ago. Like if six years right, ago right, right, I would have right. had another kid, I was all for it. Yeah. Please, seven and eight, almost, almost nine. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I I love myself too much. <laughs> I do have a question for you about the meatloaf. Y'all did use tomato paste or no? No, no. What y'all use as a topping? Oh, uh, like, we use uh, ketchup, mustard, and brown sugar. So you mix it oh. together, and then you uh, uh, after it's uh, mostly done, you you baste it on and then you put it back on it so it can get like sugary and it, it oh, okay. is so it can like caramelize mm-hmm. and, okay it is so does it leave like a crunchy it, is no, it more like no, a crunchy topping or no no okay. no, no it's it's still like it's uh it's still it's not runny but it's not crunchy right. it's like you know kind of okay. just on on top and then like it it tastes delicious and here's our trick um 
Lipton soup mix. Mm. So uh, when you don't want to cut up your onions and stuff, using Lipton soup mix, one has way so much salt in there. You don't have to use a lot of salt um, in mm. your thing, but using Lipton soup mix. And then this is a very weird thing. So the way that we make ours, there's breadcrumbs in our meatloaf. It's just it's a stretcher. So okay. you for every one and a half pounds of ours, the one and a half pound recipe. So we always double it. So we have two meatloafs and we eat them uh, two days in a row. Um, and so, so somebody, somebody get your pencil. This is our, our, our special thing. So one and a half, um, pounds of ground uh, beef. I cannot eat meatloaf made from ground Turkey. I have tried. I love myself too much. I cannot do it. Uh, so one and a half pounds of ground beef. And then I take, um, one egg. I take one cup of breadcrumbs, but about 10 minutes before I start to make my everything together, I take one cup of milk and I soak the breadcrumbs in one cup of milk. So one cup of breadcrumbs soaked in one cup of milk. Mix it all together. Let that soak. Then you put your meat, your seasonings. I use a one Lipton, see, a one Lipton packet for um, a Lipton soup, whatever, onion soup packet per one and a half pounds. So per the recipe one of those then i season it with you know salt pe- well usually stop not so much salt but pepper onion uh, garlic powder a little bit of this a little bit of that you just kind of do what you want to do um and then usually i try to use seasoned breadcrumbs and if my breadcrumbs aren't seasoned i season them when i do the uh milk so if my plant breadcrumbs i'm plain plain season them with the milk so that they come then I combine mm. everything together uh, and then make the the loaf. And it comes out like super moist because the uh, breadcrumbs have absorbed the milk and it mm-hmm. becomes super moist. So once it's done, you on top of it, you do the little ketchup, mustard, brown sugar. Somebody's over here like, this is disgusting. Whatever, it's delicious. You put it on top, let it get ready, and then you just it d- deliver and it is delicious. Like the And the kids like it when they have to make it you're making meatloaf but it is yeah. it is super quick only thing that takes time is like an hour to cook in the oven at 350 right. um, but it's 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 quick it's easy it is super good uh if you soak your breadcrumbs it becomes super moist so you really want your breadcrumbs to be able to absorb the milk that's the step that i i, I got from like all recipes and i thought it was weird uh but it 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 it's hmm. it hits, it hits. Thank you. That was that was recipe hour. Sorry about that. All right, yeah, you know, cooking with Doctor V. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, this uh, weekend I made risotto, a uh, mushroom risotto. Uh, uh-huh. But I'm the only person who eats mushrooms for real. It was delicious. Like, uh-huh. like yeah, oh, like from scratch, from, from mm. absolutely from scratch. And I know box stuff, stirring, stirring my rice. You know, the liquid. The it was it was it was. It was delicious. It was delicious. The boys, they helped me cut the mushrooms with my uh, risotto. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's jump right into this next confession. This was called, I Can't Stand My Kid. So there are times when I really, excuse me, there, I don't, this is not me. It's not my confession, but I just want to say that in case somebody, you know, I can't stand my kid. There are times when I literally hate my child. I feel bad about it, but she just doesn't stop. 
I repeat myself constantly and she doesn't listen. When she was younger, I took her to a hearing test to make sure she could actually hear. There is nothing physically wrong with her. She is so persistent in whatever she's focused on that she will not stop talking to listen to what I have to say. This is especially true when she thinks something is of great importance that I'm supposed to do for school uh, when it's not of utmost importance and doesn't involve her at all. Example, the teacher sent home an envelope that is a secret from her. I am supposed to write notes of encouragement to her to read on the days they take the standardized test at school. I open the envelope, read the instructions, and set it aside to do later when she's not around. Several times over the course of the evening, she's tried to bring me the envelope to remind me to sign the paper because that's what she thinks, uh, because that's what she thinks it's even, even though uh, that, that she tried to get me to sign the paper, even though I explained to her that's not what it is. Um, so she did it again. And I explained to her when I opened the GD thing that it's not a paper I need to sign. It's something else. And I would give it to her to take back to school in the next day or two. Three separate times I had to stop her and tell her to put the envelope back in my purse. I did not forget. I'm not doing it now. It's fine. Just stop. When she was going to bed, she brought it up again, talked over me, didn't pay attention or remember anything I said the three GD fucking times before and I lost my shit. So now I'm definitely looking forward to writing some nice encouraging notes to this pain of an ass. I swear to God that child can suck the fun out of anything anywhere. And she makes me hate her. Yikes. Um, Could you, let me know where you live so I can call the people. Because I, I feel like we should call the people. I, I, we should call the yeah, people. Yeah, man. We, we should call the people. Yeah, I mean, my gosh. I mean, listen. Kids kids can be a lot. Kids can be a lot. They can say a lot. They can do a lot. They can break a lot. They can ask for a lot. Kids equal a lot. But dang. Like, hatred? Like, that's a different level. Like, I, I don't know a parent who hasn't gotten frustrated with their kids. If you if you say you haven't, okay, like... Good for you. holier than thou. Like, good for you, right? If you got it, cool. If your kid's the one that just don't, all right, cool. But if we're being honest, I think we've all, as parents at some point, registered that we've said something or responded in a way to our kids that if we go back, we would do it differently. Absolutely. So I can speak for both of us uh, almost assuredly that we're not going to get on this show and be like, oh, you're just the worst parent ever because you dislike some of your kids did. But hating them, though, that's that's a totally different bag. That's for a term I would have used in the past. It's a bridge too far Mm -hmm. Um, for you to have actual hatred for your kid. Because of just their their processes, their reassurances, just different just different things I'm noticing here. I and I know she said she took her child to the doctor and there was nothing wrong, but for this kid to have such an insistence the way they are, I'm not sure if there's something that could be um, not neurodivergent. Yeah, thank you. 
neurodivergent um, or if this kid has just watched you do things time and time again at the last minute or miss it, you know, because that could be the case as well. That this kid is your child and they are aware of how you handle things and do your processes or lack thereof. And it's simply not wanting to miss out because you don't necessarily cover the bases you are supposed to or assumedly supposed to. Um, again, not to cast any aspersions, just to speak to the different possibilities here from what we get. But for you to have such a strong disdain for your child is concerning. Um, I don't know how else to say it. It's concerning. It's definitely a, a concern because while I can speak for myself with my children, my oldest does talk a lot. She talks a lot. But she is a very sweet child. She means well. She almost loves everybody. Like if she has something to say about your how you are, and it's usually in a, in a non-positive light, you had to have done something. Like she thinks the world of most people. That is just who she is. Uh, and Vicky, you can attest to that. That's just who she is. Um, if I and I mean I could go on about your boys and and my youngest as well. And just say, I, I've been around them enough to understand their demeanors, how they operate for the most part. And they all have their quirks. They all have their things that they do that can sometimes be frustrating. But to the level of hatred, I'm sorry, I, I don't I don't understand. I feel like that's something that you may need, uh, not even may, but you, you need to seek some type of help with. Um, I hope this has never resulted in you acting out physically against this child. Um, the ebbs and flows on this episode, man, uh, we're going through, them. Mm. but, um, yeah, no, that's a lot. Um, hatred of your kid. I don't want to say take it to your deathbed. It's not a reaper because I don't want you to keep it a secret. I want you to tell somebody so that this can get, so you can get some type of help with this. So for me, it's a, it's a spicy Thai chili just for you to have mm. such, such a almost anger about just your kid. Like we all know our kids. We all, we all are aware of the the things that they do in their corks. And sometimes I feel like you just have to, you know, if you can't figure it out on your own, seek some type of outside assistance that can kind of help you navigate this better than it turning there. You know, I, 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 I do want to, I will end on this caveat though. I do want to say, I at least applaud you for speaking out to people. I hope that you're seeking assistance on it rather than just purely venting because it sounds like that it's a lot of anger in this venting without any other end of asking for any type of assistance or just maybe, you know, maybe you have. Of course, this is us getting it from social media. So I don't know, but I hope that you're getting further help and I'll end it there. All right. So you gave her a Thai chili. What the F? I'm judging you. Hmm. So if reading that was rough, it, it was rough. Yeah. Like I don't it it clearly sounds like there's there's real this is more than just the little kid asking for the envelope, but it's probably this incessantness that has continues to go on. And it could very well be that she doesn't like her kid. Um y'all, it happens. Like I'm probably, I think the the going off on kids, it, it really did. I, I, I'd have to know how she was raised because she could be raised mm. in an environment where that's acceptable behavior 
or even if it's on an occasion, like I remember yelling at my kids one time, uh, we moved in here years ago and I didn't use any expletives, but I just yelled at them and then put myself on timeout. Like I, I, I yelled and I'm like, I put myself on timeout and went to the front porch until my husband got home. And, and y'all, they had flooded the toilet and my child kept pushing the toilet, like kept flushing it, thinking it was going to stop it. And I'm like, stop. And he was trying to help, but kept flush. And I just yelled. It, it was water was everywhere. It, it was it was it was a nightmare. I still feel bad about it. And it's like they don't remember that whatsoever. Like I'm uber sensitive to the needs of my kids and the kids around me. So like I couldn't possibly do that. But I, I know there are a lot of people out there who who don't like their kids, who really don't. And then there's some that that actually hate their kids, that they're resentful, that they took away their freedom. I mean, because if you don't have kids right now, y'all, they a lot of work. I know it. it they are. A, and, and if you want to do it like, you know, halfway decent, so that they're not leeching on you or leeching on society that like they have their own personalities and all the things it's hard. And if you're, I, I got two of us, we literally, we're not outnumbered. Like they'll, like we're not outnumbered. We got one for each of us and we split everything in this and it's hard with two people. So imagining this person sounds like they're alone. It's just them. I, I can imagine how difficult it is. I would say you need some care, some parenting tips or tricks so that when you get to those spaces, you don't feel that way. I, and I feel like anyone who's listening, if like, you know, like sometimes we don't like our kids. There are pe- some kids, people are not people you want to like. I, I think that is a realistic thing. They're not always these wonderful human beings. They give me all the kisses. I can imagine there are kids, you don't like your kids. There's some of you all might really be resentful. If you're still, if they're still dependent on you, get some help. Talk to somebody because they ain't asked to be here. You made that decision or lack of decision when you decided to lay down with someone. If it was consensual, if it wasn't consensual, it's a whole different story. And they still didn't ask to be here. So, you know, I am going to give you a jalapeno, a spicy side eye, because... I don't know how bad you went on, how frequently you do this, what your lifestyle was growing up. But like, y'all, y'all got to stop like harming the kids. I, I don't think people really recognize it actually messes with your brain chemistry. The more abuse you have, the emotional, physical abuse you have as a kid, it forms who you are as an adult. And so mm. trying to save all the babies that you can. But yeah, it's a it's a jalapeno. And I'm definitely giving you the side eye. Hmm. Okay, so for the final confession of today's episode, uh, it's actually going to be a, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for telling my brother the reason his kid is bullied and unpopular is due to him? My brother is the type of person who decides to be their true self without anyone's opinions. He expresses this a ton with clothes. He will wear outrageous out outrageous stuff often and his job is online so he wears his own clothes often think lady gaga type of clothes one day he's in a dress and the next he is wearing a skin suit this wasn't a problem until recently when he started to drop off his son for the in the carpool lane my daughter goes to the same school and i used to drive both of them ever since he started to do this he just embarrassed his kid 
My daughter refuses to carpool with him and wakes up early for the bus. Now, what I got from my daughter is he is known as the kid with the weird dad and bullied for it. She also informed me that she will not be helping him since she doesn't want it coming on to her since it's her uncle. I'm a little disappointed she won't stand up to them, but I also don't blame her for not wanting to get involved. It was bad today and my brother called me ranting that my daughter should stand up for him. I told him the reason his kid is bullied is due to him and he needs to send him on the bus or stop embarrassing him. He's pissed I blame him and being against his artistic freedoms. He thinks I'm a huge jerk. I don't think the guy's an asshole for saying, hey, dude, it's on you. I don't think you're an asshole at all. I think you, this is a, if we're given just a rating for this story or this I'm an asshole, it's, this one is a maybe a poblano because it may be able to irritate somebody else because they feel like you have an expectation. But like your the brother didn't make an agreement that he was going to wear clothes that are normal. And neither did the niece or your son make an agreement that they were going to uh, accept your 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 style. No one made an agreement they weren't going to pick on your kid. And it's probably a small town because, like, let's talk about, like, carpool. I've been in carpools. I ain't worried about nobody at all. I don't even know what you got on. There have been times I... I just got on Crocs and some short shorts because ain't nobody seeing anything but my and a t-shirt. Y'all just seeing a bum. So like, what are they really seeing in the carpool unless you're getting out and trying to be flamboyant in a way to be seen? And then the consequences is that your child gets picked on. And if that's the decision you make, that's the decision you make, homie. Like, uh, I think you should be able to live your life, but you can't make other everybody respond the way that you want them to. Mm. fair and concise um yeah no i i mean i honestly agree i think based on what you said and i've i do i do the carpool as well the only thing i've ever even noticed with somebody is like when somebody's car stalls out in the carpool lane and slows down one one lane versus the other um and we had a person who tried to jump in like because you know we'd be on the side street before you pull in somebody tried to slide in in the front and Everybody, everybody in the carpool lane told. Mm. And the one of the teachers who does the the number checks informed them, if you do this again, we will not be able to let you pick your kid up and you will have to wait until the end of the car rider lane to get your kid because you can't do that. But other than that, um, it's tough because, like you said, to some extent, yeah, you should be able to live your life uh, how you how you. Um, how you see it within reason, of course, obviously, if you're doing anything like harming animals or children or touch, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Obviously those type of things that that's removed from this conversation. But if, if you choose to do and act and dress a certain way, especially, you know, in a carpool lane where, as you said, you're really only going to see somebody from maybe the elbow up, depending on if they got their car, their elbow hanging out the car, depending on their height and everything else. You're not really seeing enough of a person to really get all of that imagery unless you're actively going out of your way to present it. And if you're choosing to do so at or in the carpool lane, you're seeking that attention. Just because you're seeking attention doesn't mean you get to dictate the attention you get. Mm. And I think that's the part that I, I have a problem with. You cannot tell someone else that they have to like or be okay with something you do 
that does not also give them the right to deny you the opportunity to do so, obviously within reason. But, you know, kids can be cruel. So can adults, according to the conversations and stories that we've had today. And if you choose to do something that is abnormal um, or you're trying to be seen, attention's attention. You don't get to dictate what kind of attention it is. So you just got to be mindful that, as Vicky, as you stated, that no one else made that agreement that they were going to only say positive things about what you chose to do. So when you make that choice, you have to live with the consequences of it. And understand that by proxy, your child is having to do so as well because you're putting them in that position to have to do so. Um, you, if, if your biggest concern is your artistic expression versus your child, that's a choice you have to make. Um, I'm not going to uh, pass judgment there because I'm not raising your child, so I can't speak to that. Um, but I would just say, look within yourself and see if that's your priority. And if it is, so be it. But you can't then look at your brother and go, well, your daughter should go out of her way to protect my son for it. That's that's not okay either. You can't tell someone that you want to express yourself how you want, but then try to tell someone else they have to now stand up for you because if they don't, they're shutting down your artistic expression. Maybe her artistic expression is to mind her business. That, that hey, 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 I wish she was witty enough to say that. Hey, my that's how I express myself by minding my own business. None yeah. yet. I practice none yet ism. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. But no, I I would say a poblano as well. It it is gonna irritate somebody because some somebody's gonna say, Well, you shouldn't stifle someone's expression and all that. And that's cool. That's cool. But again, you gotta be aware of, you know, what you choose to do um and how others perceive it. And you gotta deal with what comes with that, good or bad. I, I wholeheartedly agree. So there was, there was an up and down uh, confession evening. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. All right. <laughs> so, uh, folks, we're looking for people to come on the show and share their confession. So if you're interested in sharing your confession with us, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, we'd work with you uh, and 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 have a little good, good conversation with you. Uh, if you uh, but if you like today's show, help us out. Um, like and subscribe and send it to friends. If you've not done so already, join the Facebook group Pick Truth and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the places. Oh, and don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. All right, catch you next time. Later. We can't pick truth without you. Send us your truths at picktruthmail at post.com to see if you can bring the heat. <laughs>